Jeremiah chapter 12. You can turn there now. I've just got a few words, and then we're going to spend some time as we... Just a few things that I think is very applicable to us today is Jeremiah. As we ended chapter 11 last time, remember that Jeremiah, that the people of his city, he was from Anathoth. And he was from a priestly family. It was a, a city, a village of, of priests. And as Jeremiah is indicting the people because they've turned away from the Lord. And the Lord in chapter 11 said, you've broken my covenant. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they came to the mountain of God, to Mount Sinai. And we know that the Lord made a covenant with them. He gave them the law. He established them as a people. But he made that Mosaic covenant is what it's called. And he said, if you follow after me, if you believe in me, um, and you trust me and walk in my ways, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless the land. You'll be established in the land. Uh, I'm going to bring the rains. Uh, the land's going to produce. It'll be well with your family. I'll protect you from your enemies. But if you forsake me and you go after false gods and, and turn to them and worship them, then it's going to be bad news. And of course, in Deuteronomy chapter 27 and 28, you have the curses and the blessings. And he said, what's going to happen is, is that drought will come. We're going to read here when we continue through Jeremiah that um, he's going to express how drought came. And the Lord was using that to get the attention of the people. Um, he said that, um, that there's going to be uh, other consequences of that. You're going to find yourself that you're going to be defeated by your enemies and eventually go off into captivity. So you've broken my covenant, and they weren't listening to the words of Jeremiah. They weren't listening to the prophets. And then at the end, we see that the people of Jeremiah's village were coming against Jeremiah, and they're beginning to persecute him. So Jeremiah is struggling with all this, and he's being honest with the Lord. As we open up chapter 12, he says, Righteous are you, O Lord, when I plead with you, yet let me talk to you about your judgments. And why does the way of the wicked prosper? And why are those happy who deal so treacherously? Jeremiah's just being honest. It reminds me of Asaph in Psalm 73. Remember Psalm 73? And in Psalm 73, Asaph had the same kind of of question, you know, why does it seem like that the wicked are prospering? Have you ever thought that? Why does it seem like that this ungodly person or this ungodly group, uh, why are they getting away with everything? And, and Asaph struggled with that. And let me read it to you. He says, truly God is good to Israel. And it's the same with what Jeremiah is saying. He says, Lord, you're righteous. You're righteous, Lord. But as he goes on and he says, to such are a pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slept. For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. He goes on, he says, their strength is firm and they're not in trouble as other men. Uh, the wicked, they are not plagued like other men. Therefore, pride serves as their necklace. Violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes just bulge with 
abundance. They have more than heart could wish. They scoff and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak lawfully. They set their mouth against the heavens and their tongues walk uh, through the earth. And so the same things that were happening in Asaph's day was happening in Jeremiah's day. And Jeremiah has already exposed their sin. They were given to greediness, covetousness, adultery. Everybody was, you know, in for it for themselves, um, and and um, they uh, had all kinds of, of things taking place to where the Lord is looking at them saying, why have you forsaken me? You know, adultery, these things that were listed that were prevalent in the nation and the false teachers and prophets that were on the scene. And some of those were from Jeremiah's town that were persecuting Jeremiah. They were saying, peace, peace, giving a false confidence to the people, giving a false hope to the people, and a false message to them. And we're going to see that Jeremiah is going to continue to expose the false prophets. But be careful today because Jesus said that in the last days that, you know, some of the religious signs are going to be that there's going to be false prophets and false teachers that are going to be on the scene. So be careful when you hear the prophet from L.A. who's associated with Bethel that said two weeks ago that coronavirus has turned a corner. The worst is over. Well, that's not true. And, and so be careful what it is that you're hearing. And if anyone's speaking on behalf of the Lord, they are to be 100% accurate. And it reminds me, a message of peace, peace. I pray that things, you know, are peaceful until the Lord takes us home. But I also know what the Bible says. And I know that this world isn't going to get more rosy and cheery in all of this that we can hear so often that it is indeed going to be difficult days. So here is Jeremiah that he, he is wondering, Lord, what about these guys, you know? Um, what a, why does the way the wicked prosper? Why are those who deal so treacherously? You have planted them, verse 2. Yes, they have taken root and they grow. Yes, they bear fruit. And you are near in their mouth but far in their mind. In other words, they can say amen. That's good. God bless you. But they don't have a heart for the Lord. They'll speak the name of the Lord, but there is false worship and a false message. It seems like they're planted. It seems like they're strong. It seems like they're getting away with everything. They're bearing fruit. But you, Lord, verse 3, know me, and you have seen me, and you've tested my heart towards you. Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter. How long will the land mourn and the herbs of every field wither? The beasts and the birds are consumed for the wickedness of theirs who dwell there because they have said he will not see our final end. Jeremiah is just being honest in his heart. And Asaph was honest. He said that when I saw the prosperous of the wicked, he said I could hardly bear it until I went into the sanctuary of the Lord. And here's Jeremiah. He's saying... The Lord deal with them. And I know that I felt that way at times. I remember when I first got into ministry, it, it was, you know, and I remember that, you know, I would focus on this group is saying this and this church is false and this false doctrine. 
And I want to be wise in that. I want to warn you against those who are false. But I've also learned something because I could focus more on that than focus on the Lord. You ever been in that spot? Maybe somebody's hurt you and you're so focused and consumed. And I don't want to minimize the hurt that perhaps you've gone through. But we end up magnifying that rather than magnifying the Lord. And we begin to subtly push the Lord out of our hearts and when we need to really come to him for peace. And I know that's a difficult thing to do. And maybe you're here tonight and, and maybe there have been those you think, how can that person get away or that boss or that guy at work or you've been hurt by a family member or somebody that cut you deep. And again, I'm sorry for your hurt. But the Lord desires to minister to you and for us to get our eyes on him. And that was a lesson for me early in my ministry because I was so focused on them and, and, and I was so focused on what we don't believe. You know, this is what they're teaching. We don't believe that rather than just focusing on what we do believe. And I want to teach that to you because how do you tell that which is false? You know the truth. Art dealer, when it, that deals in art and expensive art, you know, there's a lot of counterfeit out there. They can tell when a piece of art is real or when it's a counterfeit because they've studied the real. They're an expert on it. Or when it comes to money, you know, somebody who deals with money, they can tell counterfeit because they're so familiar with the $50 bill, $20 bill, $100 bill. And I know that as you are familiar with the truth of God's word, you're going to be able to spot a counterfeit. And, and it blesses me so much when somebody comes in and talks to me or they call me or I have a conversation. They said, I was listening to this person and there was a check in my spirit. And I think that's good because the Holy Spirit is ministering to you. And, and check it out with the word of God. We're to be Bereans to search the scriptures to see if those things be so. So Jeremiah, in the honesty of his heart, he's struggling with all this. And this is where I hope that as he goes on, and he says, will the land mourn, the herb of every field wither, the beasts and the birds are consumed, verse 4, for the wickedness of those who dwell there, because they said, he will not see our final end. You know, it seems like they, they have no fear of you, Lord, whatsoever. And the Lord answers Jeremiah here. And it's an unexpected answer, I think. He says, if you have to run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with the horses? And if in the land of peace in which you have trusted they wearied you, then how will you do in the floodplain flood of the Jordan? Jeremiah? And I don't think Jeremiah was expecting this. He doesn't deal with the false teachers directly. He says, Jeremiah, here's the thing for you. That if you can't contend, you can't keep up with the footmen how are you going to be able to keep up with the horsemen, to run with the horsemen? In other words, you think it's bad now? What are you going to do when it gets worse? Because it is going to get worse, Jeremiah. The Babylonians are going to come in, and there's going to be death and devastation and destruction like you've never seen before. The men of your city and our author are coming against you. I understand that. But you need to continue to get strong. 
You need to continue to trust in me. And that's the word for us as we see the things going on around us. Whatever comes our way, whatever comes into your world, you may be sitting here thinking, I could care less about COVID-19 because I got problems in my life right now. I don't know where we're going economically. I don't know financially we're going to make it. Uh, my family is severed and strained. I got health difficulties that I'm dealing with. And those are hard. But the Lord desires to strengthen us during this time and to continue to look to him because he is our strength. And it was Jesus that said at the end of the Sermon of the Mount, he said, you be like the wise man who builds their house upon the solid rock that when the rain came, the storm came and the winds beat against the house and the rain against the house, that house was able to stand. That is like the one who hears these sayings of mine and does them. What we can do to get ready for the day of storms that may come into our personal lives or we see the storms around us culturally and nationally or worldwide is to continue in the scriptures and to continue to walk with him. And, and we go through difficulties. I don't want to minimize it. But what is going to happen in the days ahead, I have no idea. I pray for peace. I pray for calm. But I want to say this, Calvary Chapel, let's continue to grow strong in the Lord because what happens is, is we can go through trials and we begin to pull away from the Lord when we really need to be pressing into the Lord. I just want to say this. What are you doing to prepare for the day of adversity. What are you doing to prepare for the day of adversity? And the best thing you and I can do is continue to grow in our love for the Lord, in the knowledge of the Lord, and walk with Him. Jeremiah, if you're wearied, contending with the footmen, how are you going to keep up with the horsemen when things really get bad? And I hope and pray for us that we would be reminded that the Lord is our strength. The Lord's not saying, you need to tough it out, Jeremiah. You know, you need to grit your teeth and eat glass and spit nails and all of this. It only comes by knowing him. It only comes by growing in him. Timothy, you must continue in the scriptures. And trusting him and resting in his love. So let's encourage one another to do that. How bad is COVID-19 going to get? I don't know. But we're going to pray. We're going to pray that, that, you know, it stops right at the front door. All right? It doesn't come into this place. We're going to pray for protection, right? We're going to pray for our nation. I pray for a revival. I really do. I pray for an outpouring of God's spirit on this nation and on this community. I believe God wants to save. That's what I want to be focused on. He wants to save. But keep growing. Don't grow sleepy, lethargic. Don't go there. Don't get, you know, to where we're, we're not being vigilant and sober and watching. We're to be paying attention. Keep pressing in. Keep growing in the word. Keep praying, encouraging one another. 
and know that the Lord wants to strengthen our hearts in whatever it is that we face in the days ahead.